We got real news for you. Politics and culture and entertainment too. From a Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and loop up for the news. <laughs> hey, it's the news. It's the first week in January. What's up, Pat? What's news with you? First week in January. De- December, I mean. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, God. Same same month, whatever. Yeah, I'm good. How about you? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. Doing a, doing better than railroad workers right yeah, now. I'll I mean, you. yeah, we're doing good in comparison to, you know, and, you know, yeah. in the hell world, like, our, our standards are very low. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of railroad workers, mm-hmm. uh, the railroad workers got railroaded by yeah. who? Joe Biden. Oh, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. So the Senate has approved a measure meant to avert a railroad strike in eight days without the paid sick days rail workers have been asking for. Big surprise. The, the Who controls the Senate, Pat? <laughs> oh, which which side which is party? it? Which party? Is it the, the party that <laughs> claims to be pro-labor? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the party that claims to be pro-labor. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, this was no surprise, really. Mm-hmm. So, senators uh, passed the bill to force unions to accept a tentative agreement reached earlier this year between railroad managers and their workers to make an imminent strike illegal without making any changes by an 80 to 15 vote. Yep. 80 to 15. Mm-hmm. Majority of Democrats, majority of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Just about as many Republicans voted against it as Democrats. Yeah. And although I suspect a lot of that is like posturing just to be able to be like, see, I was against Brandon there too, you know? Yeah. I mean, Ted Cruz honestly actually made some public statements where he was like, yeah, I believe the requests that the railroad workers are making are reasonable. Yeah. And I'm so I'm going to vote that way. And so like- even if he's doing it just to posture or whatever, like at least he's coming out there with a statement that like his supporters who are by and large fucking anti-labor dumbasses, mm-hmm. hopefully it might resonate with them and they might be like, well, maybe I should be pro-labor. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. Would the, yeah, it'd be interesting to see this actually like inspire Republicans to adopt the uh, worker, a worker's party stance. I mean, if, if the Republicans legitimately became like a worker's party, they would just dominate and then not have to deal with they, it. They would dominate yeah. straight up. They would <laughs> they would destroy it because that's the thing is like the Republican Party is successful because they have gerrymandered everything and they re- mm-hmm. they they rely on a gerrymandered you know um, like they they rely on never really winning the popular vote. Yeah. Um. And you know and because of that like. And they do and they and also culture war scaremongering mm-hmm. and to. To attract, like, you know, working class Americans. Right, but obviously, yeah, and, and that works sometimes, but obviously yeah. from this last election, their culture war bullshit did not work because no. all of the most far-right Republican candidates lost. The yeah. only ones that really won were centrists. Yeah. Um, which, you know, tell, tells you that, like, you know, the people pushing all the crazy bullshit are thankfully not being tolerated anymore, but mm-hmm. it's not fixing the problem that both parties are parties of capital and anti-worker party specifically. Yep. Yeah, because that only works for so long before people do re- re- like realize the material conditions they're living under mm-hmm. and like that they're not actually receiving anything from mm-hmm. either party. Absolutely. And like, and, and, and like, you know, like the whole scaremongering thing can and culture war can only take, take you so far before mm-hmm. you're like, Okay, well, I'm being fucked. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, ha- I don't own anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working, I'm working to live, mm-hmm. and, and like, and, and now, you know, especially with the railroad, railroad workers, like, they're completely overworked. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're saying like how, like, a lot of them, like, um, 
have to are constantly at the phone. They have like they usually called in just with with a two hours notice mm-hmm. that they have and they have they have to show up and and like they're just they're good, just overworked and you know that only benefits millionaires, which oh, both yeah. parties are it the party capital. Yeah, them. it's so so to to really put uh, a very fine point on that. We got a quote here. Uh, Joe Biden applauded the move and vowed to sign it as soon as Congress sends it to his desk, which could happen as soon as today. I don't, I don't know if it was passed today or not, mm, but yeah. he said, quote, working together, we have spared this country a Christmas catastrophe in our grocery stores, in our workplaces and in our communities, yep. which is the, the Christmas catastrophe is <laughs> that capitalism won't happen quite as efficiently. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to be very clear that Biden is saying in here, the subtext of all of this is the American institution of the holiday of Christmas mm-hmm. is more important than the institution of railroad workers, yeah. which doesn't make any sense because it's a circular logic because he's saying these railroad workers are responsible f- for making for all of our supply chain. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if, if we disrespect them, mm-hmm. Like they won't, you know, make the supply chain run, but then he fucking disrespects him. It mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense on any level, like yeah. on any cognitive level, like pedagogically, this is a contradiction. Mm-hmm. Like, and especially since he, he ran on being, oh, I'm pro-union, Jack. Mm-hmm. He's not pro-union. No. And that and that, that's also bullshit, too, because like, you know, do, do, the, do they really think like, uh, like all the like, you know consumerist bullshit you know that that's for christmas hasn't been delivered yet it has right like they have said like that all the stuff that's in the stores is there for right christmas. and like amazon distribution centers mm-hmm. like they're based on predictive algorithms so yeah. they they basically always have the stock that you want that's why everything in prime mm-hmm. is able to get there in a day yep. is because it's already in a distribution center very close to you yep they yeah. don't fly it from across the country and get it to you in a day ever because that doesn't make any sense and it's inefficient and it doesn't make them Money. Yeah, and, and but yeah, that's the yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, he's trying to make you same think like, oh, Christmas. There's not going to be any Christmas miracles this year. Oh, the, the Christmas ham. The fucking <laughs> everyone will be a tiny Tim this Christmas. Yeah. No, no, no. I I don't care. I don't care if I have to eat leftovers on Christmas if it means solidarity with workers yep. who run this fucking country. Yep. That's like that's something he's not realizing. Is he like we have had supply chain issues and. I mean, he's he's like, oh, we got to take care of the supply chain. He doesn't understand the supply chain mm-hmm. is not a literal chain. Yeah, it's not it's not an even a theoretical chain. It's a constituency of workers who make things happen. Yep. Which At, yeah yeah like, which 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 everyone seems to ignore. Like they mm-hmm. you know, they want they want to push like the worker aspect. You know, they just make it seem like the, the entire country is made up of PMC people who work in like in office jobs, but which I mean, is, it, I mean, a lot of them are because yeah. we have become so post-industrialist. Mm-hmm. We don't actually really make anything here anymore, yeah. but we consume so much. So most of our like, you know, service industry and like non-actual PMC or manufacturing industry now is just delivery. Yep. Like all of the app jobs, which I mean is a huge part of the labor force now all of those jobs basically in one way or another are deliveries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want to make it seem like these people are invisible, mm-hmm. which they basically are with, especially with this ruling. Like they just want to make it seem like it is like, you know, going the keeping with Christmas. It's like, just like as if magic elves make all this stuff appear in our shelves. Yeah. And like, and, but you know, fuck them if they want anything. And it's like, I, there used to be a time in America where like people used to say and have like be wearing like merch that said, 
uh, if you have it, a truck got it there. Yeah. That was the fucking, you know, the Teamsters thing because mm-hmm. they were kind of built on the base of trucking. Yeah. And it's still true. It's still true. If yeah. you have it, a truck got it there. But we have, I mean, fucking, whew, through through a lot of things, especially through the Southern strategy, uh, capital interests have reorganized the Republican Party to just f- focus on culture war stuff in order to get people elected and then use those people to do nothing but pass unlimited capital growth legislation, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not fundamentally impossible in a world we want to continue living in. Yeah. I mean, really, what what we really need now like, would be great. But, you know, it, it would take like it would take the shift of a lot of people like, you know, in their minds, like we would need a general strike to just shut down the country. Absolutely. Like, like that's that's the thing It's like <laughs> nothing is going to happen until there's a real solidarity mm. with these folks. And it's like, I mean, it begins with the working class. Yeah. But the thing is, even if it begins with the working class, I think it will almost inevitably stop at the middle to upper middle PMC class. Yeah. Because those folks fundamentally don't care. Mm-hmm. And so they literally took care. They have to be inconvenienced. Yeah. Because that's the thing. If we just keep everything running along and disrespect these workers, things are never going to get better for them mm-hmm. because no one's going to be inconvenienced into caring. Yeah. And that's that that's a problem in America is most people do not care about issues mm-hmm. until A, it like fucking supports uh, a punitive measure that they want to have against another like out group mm-hmm. or, you know, it actually fucking disadvantages them, makes their life more difficult, Mm -hmm. makes it so they can't get something from Amazon Prime within one day. It now Mm -hmm. takes a week. Yeah. And then that's, and also it's like the, like, um, you know, and, and they, and our whole system is designed in a way where a lot of people are terrified of going on strike in the first place. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, everyone's like, like our, uh, everyone's, uh, everyone's, it's it's so precarious about Mm -hmm. how everyone's, you know, everyone's like, you know, a paycheck from poverty, from living on the street. And, and that that's that's by design. That's something people don't <laughs> understand, which is why unions are great, is mm-hmm. because they have something called strike funds, yep. which are money they build up with your dues over time, and they invest it, and it's just a huge sum of money that responsible unions put away mm-hmm. in order to be able to pay. Most of the time, they'll put away basically two months worth of wages for all of the people on their union. Mm-hmm. To cover them to strike mm-hmm. and like, you know, beyond that, a lot of times they'll be able to get a lot more funds from their national. And that's why we have unions built into locals and nationals is so if people need to strike on a local level, then we will have something centralized, especially a big centralized pool of money to pay those workers. Yeah. Which is why solidarity is important, and which is why like big unions are important. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um... No, yeah, one, but, no one gives you know, a fuck but, anymore. Yeah, but we and that's and, and all the fucking unions now basically are toothless. One one good thing yeah. is uh, fucking, the police unions. <laughs> oh yeah, the police police unions do have a lot of power. Yeah, uh, it, the corrections unions have a ton of power in mm-hmm. California specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know basically nobody else. Mm-hmm. Even though like there's there's unions way bigger than both those unions. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, like the new Teamster leadership, I like their ideas. I haven't seen any great practices come out of them yet, but yeah. we'll see. Like they're uh, they're talking a lot about Amazon. If the Teamsters manage to like unionize all of Amazon, probably starting with their trucking, 
Like that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. And mm-hmm. that would, I mean, like Amazon needs to be unionized. Yes. Um, I would highly recommend. Uh, what's that guy's name? I think his last name Smalls. The guy who unionized. Oh, Amazon. Brandon Small. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's no, no, no. That's the guy from <laughs> Home Movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, I totally forget his name. Uh, sorry, sorry, I forget his name. But the guy who uh, unionized Amazon mm-hmm. in uh, Long Island, New York, was that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. A uh, really awesome guy. He basically like. He got fired for Amazon for some bullshit. Yeah. And so he just like hung out at the bus stop outside of the Amazon like hub uh, for like a year Mm -hmm. just agitating and talking to people about work and like getting them to. Oh, Christian Smalls. There you go. Christian Smalls. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. To like be into the idea of a union, which is what has to be done. Yeah. That's like how you do it. And he did it. And I mean, he he faced a trillion dollar company mm-hmm. like one man faced down a trillion dollar company and won. Yeah. And it can happen. Yeah. But it takes worker solidarity because one mm-hmm. man did it, but one man also didn't do it. Mm-hmm. A, a majority of the workers did it. Yeah. So yeah, even, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, chief O'Brien's ancestor, yeah. he's just like, like, and Trump's like, was he successful at getting the union? Oh, he was shot 12 times in the back of the head and left in a ditch. And it's just like, yeah. you know, that's the kind of, you know, that's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, there is, and plus that guys are seeing like, you know, there's, um, um, you know, the, uh, the United States government is full on anti-union. Oh, hundred percent. Like even like, you know, the squad majority voted again, voted all, all, all but one member of the all squad. But one I, don't, member. I don't even remember which one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't, r- doesn't matter, matter anymore, and it's probably just coordinated <laughs> to where they can make sure they have the votes whipped, and then yeah. one of them can do a but symbolic. Sp- but specifically, AOC is, you know. Voted oh yeah, against AOC definitely, and, and it's uh, just like voted against workers. Yeah, and it's just like, how do you even come back from that? You, you know, you don't, you don't. I mean, she can, <laughs> she can, of course, go to like a DSA meetings all she wants because mm-hmm. DSA are fucking toothless wannabe socialists. Mm-hmm. But um, that no, like she can't show her face. Like no, she she's not the real deal. Like yeah. Sh- the only elected official I really know of right now that's like the real fucking deal is still Shama Sawan and yeah. Bernie to some degree, but mm-hmm. Bernie has become toothless recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think yeah, Bernie like he suggested seven days like uh, yeah. sick time, and yeah. even they, he, they even he, want to accommodate he, he, that. Fucking Bernie tried to like means test. Yeah, which is like Bernie like his image and the things he does before are not means testing. Like no, no, but dude, it, don't it is do fascinating. That. Yeah, like yeah, like the the eventual they settled on like four days, <sighs> wasn't it? Like for sick days, it's just like unreal, especially in the age for of people like, who work on fucking railroads and especially it's in highly the, physical work. You're mm-hmm. on, you're working usually on a moving craft. Yep, it requires a ton of travel and long hours. Yeah, physical, physical, physical body like, and um, shit like that. Uh, God, what was that guy's name? Do you remember the 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 big bearish guy we worked with? Um, he was a sous chef for a while. He was a pretty nice guy. Uh, after we worked with him at Whole Foods, he ended up uh, working for Amtrak. It's like a chef on one of the hmm. trains. He was a big funny guy. Oh, he Nate. Was, Nate. There, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, real, real cool guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he ended up working on trains, and he fucking hated it. Yeah. Yeah, because he'd be like, you know, just like gone for like a week, 
Because you, yeah. you have to travel like on a train to. The I know he worked on uh, on um, on cruise ships before that too. Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I would kill I would, myself. I, I almost considered a job as a as a as a cruise ship uh, oh, chef no. until I realized like now you're you're on call twenty four hours a right. day basically. I mean, honestly, it'd be cool for some things. Like, I would love to be a cook for like the Merchant Marines or something. Yeah, that'd be sick as fuck. I, mean, I did look into Merchant Marines because uh, what's her face uh, Donne was. Um, Merchant Marine. Yeah. For many uh, years. Yeah. Do you know how long the waiting list is for Merchant Marines? How long? Last I checked, it was eight and a half years. Woo! Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's... And that was a couple of years ago. Probably <laughs> longer now. Oh. Yeah. Maybe use use my welding skills to get on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. You, might, you might have a foot in there with the uh, with the welding helmet, you know? Yeah. You helmet in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's fun. But, uh, yeah. This is just a fucking mess. Like... You know, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just it's just a show, and yeah, you know, like they will not. The our elected representatives will not have your back in any sort of situation. That no, no, that, no. Where no, they, if they have to turn, if they uh-huh. have to make a decision against uh, capital, mm-hmm. they will not do it. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, all elected officials can suck my dick. That. <laughs> But they also care about your boss more than they care about you. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because, like, you have more numbers, so you have more votes, which mm-hmm. is what they should be caring about, their constituency as a whole. Yep. But instead, they care about their constituency, uh, constituency that donates to them. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, that. that's... You know, that's why, like, uh, labor power, you know, and unions and stuff have been dissolved over the last 30 years. Because mm-hmm. it's like, because it does give workers bargaining power. Mm-hmm. And and even still, and they're, like, you know, they're so powerful, you know, and, and like, you know, and everyone's so disconnected from their labor, mm-hmm. like, um, that they are able to just do this shit without consequence. Like, imagine if there were more unions <laughs> and more people that, more people that took a labor point of view than... Then like you know, and then siding with like, like, I think I saw like that fucking Brooklyn Dad Defiant being like, "Wow, this is great!" You know, Republicans and Democrats came oh, together. Oh, that to- fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, uh, the black Jeff Teed or whatever. Yeah, and and and, just, and but he's speaking pri- primarily to the DNC mm-hmm. base because you know he works for the DNC, and it's just like yeah. that's the kind of shit that they look forward to because everyone's like, never no one ever takes the labor point of view to just mm-hmm. like like when in taking the side of workers on anything. And, and it's, it's ridiculous too, because like they're really not asking for much. No, like for a full time job, eight six day eight sick days a year is. I I don't remember the last job where I got that few sick days. Yeah, that, I, that's fascinating. Yeah, I get more sick days at my part time job than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have more sick days at my job. I mean, yeah, yeah especially yeah, we accrue PTO, and yeah, I mean, I took yeah when I had uh, COVID, like I was out for five days alone and mm-hmm. it's just like you know that was that was pretty wild and you know and that's the thing like this is this is their decision also in the age of covid mm-hmm. you know like the, the amount of sick days they got to have as not enough recovery time even from like fr- uh from covid right and, and so they just didn't learn the lessons from covid at all like if something no. like covid happens again that means tons of people could potentially lose their jobs yeah on on the railroad and you know what would cause maybe i don't know a a huge uh, Christmas catastrophe with the supply chain. That yeah, because like is that real? Because that that goes because what you know, like they want to do everything you know fast, cheap, and with little people as possible, mm-hmm. and, and and you know have people working insane hours. Mm-hmm. And what that does is 
is is uh, make make the possibility of injury of of disaster more probable mm-hmm. because you have people that are that are over that are overworked underpaid over, overworked underpaid you know they're gonna they're not gonna care you know mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna make they're gonna make more more inclined to make mistakes yeah like and, if, if you're stressed and you hate your job it, you just want to get it done mm-hmm. and so you rush it. Yeah, and they're setting people for for injury and disaster because who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen? You know, when people are people are just like you know fucking going to work with fucking COVID, yeah, or you know, or, or firing like people that that are, that are that are necessary mm-hmm. to, to maintain these systems that we have. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like if anything, like we should be giving them everything they want, right? And so, <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying you should do anything, but if someone uh, sabotaged a lot of uh, you know not commuter but um, a freight rail, um, that'd be probably pretty fucking cool, right? <laughs> Especially if you know they they put some kind of very pro labor message on it. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be yeah, really I mean, kind of uh, neat. They just do a sit in, just like say, yeah, fuck yeah. it, nothing's so, gonna nothing's gonna move. Yeah, fuck it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that. You know, they that is you know they have to do probably do a wildcat strike or some shit. But it's yeah. just like because now that you know that it's illegal for them to strike, which is insane. Fu- which is. A big like, free speech. Big, like, like, big. <laughs> c- c- consider that. Consider that. The Democrats made it. So if the workers do what the majority of them voted to do. Mm-hmm. If Democracy they, people. <laughs> if, if they decide to do that, they can now be arrested. Yeah. They can now be, they can now face punitive measures from the state for doing something that these people ran on and say they would allow them to do. Yeah. Which is fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> like, the cognitive dissonance it takes to be a committed Democrat is fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me anymore. It's well, like, they're seeing this as a win, you know? It, because oh, and the, and that, It's know. a win for... Well, because it's a win for Democrats, because Democrats are just the other party of capitalism. Yeah. It's a little less fashy. Yeah, but they passed something. They did something. They they united the Republicans into into passing something. So it's just like yeah, they see they see it as as a win. That's, that's, and then they're like, oh, Christmas is back on schedule. Yeah. So Brandon like, Brandon Brandon is is, is pro Christmas. I mean, <laughs> honestly, at this point in history, if you can get something passed with a huge with a big enough majority like that. Like it's either going to be something completely inconsequential mm-hmm. or something completely based on capital, like yeah, this. Exactly. Like, like there's, and it, this so is, it's, this it's is nothing they should be proud of. Yeah, this is when they go fully mask off. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like name any, like the last thing that passed with this big of majority was probably the checks, right? Mm-hmm. Because people were fucking pissed, yeah, and fucking struggling, mm-hmm. and they had to do something because like everyone was taking a shit in the polls, yeah. And they didn't know, you know, they might have actually lost some sort of, you know, modicum of control mm-hmm. if it kept on going like that. Yeah. So they were afraid for a second, which is awesome. We should make politicians afraid again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. Um, and really, like, the railroad workers are in a great, great position to do this. But I can understand, you know, it's just like, you know, our, our the way the way our lives are, you know, they can't. Aff- they need their job. You know, no. it's like they're they, they like the only thing that's that's keeping them, you know, from fully going fully uh going you know doing a wildcat is you know they're they need to survive right <laughs> it's just like they need their job and so that they're just motivated by fear right which reminds me the uh fucking west virginia coal miners have entered their 30th month of striking mm-hmm. at this point yeah like I, I don't know if anyone remembers but it was mm-hmm. a fucking news story from a couple of years ago yeah um 
Like, yeah, which is, and it's just the media like picked it up because they were like, oh, we can fucking stick it to Republicans right now. Yeah, and fucking Trump, Trump is, yeah, Trump is anti labor. And now that fucking Biden's in the White House and hasn't done <clears throat> shit and is mm-hmm. the anti labor shit, fucking media doesn't care anymore. Oh, yeah, because, they don't give a shit. I mean, I mean, not all the media, but about 50% of the media is just a tool for the Democratic Party. The other yeah. half is a tool for the Republican Party. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're all intertwined. But, the, and, but they're all, and, and those both are under the umbrella of another. Of oh, ca- yeah, they're, they're just capital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's all. Even I feel like the railroad uh, strike is basically just already trying to be memory hold because it's like, no, that's right. Yep. Workers don't have any power to change anything. Don't mm-hmm. forget about it. Forget about it. And, you know, they're nope. quickly trying to move on to something else. And it's I'm surprised like some major like, you know, other scandal hasn't like dominated the headlines yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's crazy to me. All these fucking libertarians and Republicans and shit talk so much about liberty mm-hmm. when everything they and free do, speech and, and yeah. And fucking Democrats, too, when everything they do in all legislation they pass gives your boss and capital more power and dominion over mm-hmm. you and your life. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's what I feel like the Libertarian Party is all about. Like, you know, it's about giving liberty to the people in control, but like under 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 the pre under the the illusion that it's actually for individuals. But it's like, yeah, I mean, Libertarians, by and large, uh, uh, I know I got to clarify American Libertarians because yeah. the, the classical concept of classical libertarianism is an anarchist movement <laughs> yeah. from fucking France, I think in mm-hmm. the 1800s. But yeah. uh yeah, it's been real perverted by mm-hmm. fucking American douches. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we've only been using like American fucking uh, libertarianism as a term since I think the 1960s or something yeah. like that. It's like a very new thing. And so on mm-hmm. people like, uh, I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm, talk about classical libertarian on fucking like Reddit. They're like, that's not what it means. Like, you literally, and I, I fucking send them article after article. I'm like, mm-hmm. literally it's history. Fucking learn history. They don't yeah. care. They don't want to learn from history. No. They want to repeat it. Yeah. 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 We're all fucked. But yeah. I mean, that. I mean, Christmas would be a great time for just people to just, you know, go yeah. full Grinch mode. Be yeah. like, fuck it. Fucking Christmas. Fuck, like fuck, fuck, fuck consumerism. Straight, straight up. Christmas is the perfect time for a wildcat strike. It's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. A Christmas catastrophe would be a miracle. Yeah, make all, make all the little piggies sweat, you mm-hmm. know, just like... <laughs> like for, for the working class, it would be a fucking miracle. Yeah. Like, huh. It would because, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this, it's, it's, Christmas is basically representative, representative of just like our consumer culture to the nth degree. It's just mm-hmm. like... Just basically everything that America stands for is just yeah. like mindless consumerism yeah, and, I mean, consu- and consumption. Yeah, it's just and- recycling <laughs> consumption. It's it's just a fucking tumbler dryer. Yeah. And it's just like going around and around and around. We're mm-hmm. just recycling our own fucking consumerism and stealing wealth and materials from the third world, basically. Yep. Yeah, so this would, I mean, even, even though like uh, people, you know, railroad workers have said, you know, everything, like, Using Christmas as an excuse is bullshit because everything's already at its destination mm-hmm. for, Chris, for, for Christmas. Especially when it comes to rail. Yeah. Like it might not be trucked there yet. It yeah. might be on its way, but like rail stuff is done far in advance. Yeah. Because it's huge this- bulk like items. They need to be broken down. They need to be organized. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking a, a shipping container full of apples usually just doesn't go to one warehouse. Yeah. It's split up and split up and mm-hmm. split up. And like, you know, it ends up through a supply chain of usually two or three different intermediaries ends up at a retail level. Yeah, and this is shit that people plan for, you know, well in advance. Like, 
Mm-hmm. These these deliveries have been already like planned from like a year from yeah. from, from like, before. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, like... I, I used to be a buyer at a co-op, mm-hmm. and like literally, we would plan for Christmas usually around September or October. Yeah, and especially like the sh- uh, what we call show buys, which is like all of the big pallets of stuff we bring in, like our big staple items. Mm-hmm. You know, we plan those months in advance, three four months in advance. Yeah, like and and they're in the warehouse you know, a uh, fucking week before we need them. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. already there. Yeah. Like when it comes to trains, especially maybe not trucks, but yeah. Yeah. Fuck Brandon for like saying for using Christmas, you know, it's like, fuck you. It's... Fuck, fuck Brandon for <laughs> using Christmas and for using labor and for using labor and for yeah turning for turning on labor at, at, at a time, which is like, they need, they need this strike at the most. Mm-hmm. And, re- and really, it just shows show how effective their strike would have been. Mm-hmm. That they, had all ha- they all had to make it illegal for them to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the majority of all of Congress was scared of this happening. Yeah. Which tells you that it would have made people uncomfortable. And as we learned from mm. COVID, the only time the government will ameliorate anybody's lives is when you make them incredibly fucking uncomfortable. Yep. We also learned that from the civil rights civil rights era. We yeah. learned that from LGBTQ fucking Stonewall. Yeah. Like shit didn't change until we made all the fucking straights very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, what what I think what really needs to happen is a general strike. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that would really but it's yeah, as mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's like it's getting everybody on board and yeah. And it would it would be pretty fucked up for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will suffer, but it's like nothing's. It's only going to go downhill from here for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we're. I mean, that really, this is like just like another another um, uh, sign. We're, we're the bell riots. <laughs> it's actually way more God, possible. We, the bell riots still cannot happen soon enough. Like yeah, twenty twenty four is way too. Because it, it's away fascinating. From like we we like it's just it's 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 so bizarre how how on how uh how predictive that was. It's just like wow, that's we're we're really going towards that. It's just like, you know, how, cause it's like, we're just, cause right now they're just seeing how, how much we can make people suffer. Right. Like, and like, like sanctuary cities are really not too far away from the reality of a lot of things right now. No. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean like, and like the mission district in San Francisco might as well be a sanctuary yeah. city. You know, and cause that's, cause that's really like the end goal of, of what, you know, of the government and corporations want for us is just like forced labor camps, basically where we're never going to get where, and, and that's what they want for us. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's the end goal. They're just and, slowly yeah. easing us in. Yeah. And like a one to 2% of Americans end up in that system Yeah, through forced labor and prisons, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Prisons already forced labor camp and, you know, and they like, Oh, and yeah. And, it's and it's funny too the way that like American media talks about it here versus when they talk about our quote unquote enemies. Yeah, you know, in Russia and in fucking North Korea and China, it's they're always in forced labor camps. Mm-hmm. But somehow, like a giant prison complex where they force people to work, that's not the exact same thing. Yeah, because that's how our prison system works, and that to me sounds like a fucking gulag. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they that's what they want, you know. Yeah. It's like you know, like during during the wildfires, they you know used prison. You know, they had to rely on prison on prisoners. Oh yeah, yeah, they and, fucking paid prisoners like fifty cents an hour to fight fires and put their lives at risk. Yeah. It's insane. Who's to say? Like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just trying to replace everybody with and, that. And uh, I don't know if it was before or after, but 
I think they might have used that uh, labor force during the time where it was actually uh, like felons. Once they got released, um, they were not eligible to be uh, like fucking firefighters. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so when they, they were releasing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they. They. I think in. I don't know in California as a whole, but I want to say in like San Francisco area, they actually made it legal recently. Yeah. I heard something about it on ear. That's the thing. Like, yeah, ago. felony convictions are such are are such a barrier uh-huh. to to getting any sense of normalcy after you supposedly served your time. Right. And it's just like, well, what was the point of be, of spending you know twenty odd years in prison? Yeah. yeah exactly. If, I, if, like, if you're not going to allow this person to actually just become a productive member of society, mm-hmm. like, like that's are, that's yeah. why there's so many like re re you know um you know they recommit crimes because <laughs> like yeah, they have no they have no no other yeah, choice. Especially, yeah, especially crimes <laughs> of poverty. Like if yeah. you. If you convict someone of a felony of poverty, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, there are a few fair ones, like, you know, kidnapping for money. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Killing for money. Not great. Mm. Violent armed robbery. Not great. <laughs> Basically, any other kind of crime of poverty, mm-hmm. which is mostly, like, by and large, the, the most predominant crime in America is shoplifting. Yeah. It's no big fucking deal. Yeah. Corporations are still making record profits no matter how much people shoplift. Yep. It's super weird that they're like, oh, we have to shut down everything in fucking San Francisco because people are stealing. They're fucking putting out fucking shit on the news about like organized crime rings, quote unquote, like hitting up huge department stores mm-hmm. and smashing and grabbing everything. Like they just uh, did a big fearful thing the other day. They uh, posted a video online and it got huge of uh, just some some guys ripping off a fucking Amazon, or not Amazon, an uh, Apple store. Mm-hmm. I think in, uh, not New York, I don't remember where it was, but th- they just come into the store and like rip stuff out and like just t- put it in their backpacks. They're not violent. They don't say anything. They don't mm-hmm. threaten anybody, nothing. Yeah. And they just walk away and like, th- they put this out in the news and they're like, oh, look at, fucking tragedy. They didn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. And I'm like, why should they do anything? Yeah. Like literally- <laughs> They're stealing a couple thousand dollars worth of electronics. Comparatively to what Apple has stolen from the developing world, yeah. it's motherfucking nothing. Yeah. What they've stolen from their employees, Apple has enough cash on hand to give each individual one of their employees $1.25 million a piece, mm-hmm. which tells me they've stolen an average of $1.25 million from every single one of their employees. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, a, that's the thing with the rail workers, like w- to, to, uh, to give them any sort to get, to, f- to give into their demands would literally just be a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to them at large. No, like yeah. just, just, just give that. Cause yeah, like, uh, you know, a lot, and I think they were saying like, you know, everyone's like cons- thinking like a 25% raise over like, what was it, like five years. They mm-hmm. thought that was like too much money. But when uh, inflation increases yeah. eight to 10% each year, yeah. it's like, it's it's literally nothing. And, and well, also, I got to wonder, why, why don't these fucking train companies, why do they say they don't have this fucking money? Like, yeah. what, what are they spending it on? Yeah. I want to see the good train infrastructure that has been built up and extended and mm-hmm. augmented in the last few years. Because every train I've been on is a piece of shit from the 90s at best. It all goes in their pockets. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and it you know, goes and to administration. They, 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 they see giving, giving workers anything mm-hmm. as a loss to them. Right. And like that, and, that, that but, the workers are stealing money from their mouths. Right. And we, we, yeah. And, and, but them is mostly like the PMC class because yeah. where the bloat is in all of these corporations is the upper middle class that are all 
PMCs and managers and people who don't do anything except go to meetings mm-hmm. and talk about strategies to deny fucking healthcare or not, not healthcare to fucking sick days and shit to their workers. Yeah. Like that's yep. what they're doing with their time. That's their job is treating their employees like shit and figuring out ways to fucking, you know, lobby and fucking make a mess of things in order to not make their lives better. Yeah. They specifically uh, want to not do that in order to make more money. The pe- the guy that they had to, um, to, uh, um, to try to undo uh Christian smalls who they like who mm-hmm. Amazon hired. Oh yeah. was like a dude that was making six fucking figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you I mean, know, over the course of like the, the year and a half or something like that, they paid him something like three and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't crazy. Yep. And, and, and ultimately it and was he lost and lost. He and so lost. that just goes to show worker power does is effective. And like these PMC pieces of shit, mm-hmm. like you, they fucking like hire mm-hmm. they're like, they're only as effective as their propaganda. hundred <laughs> percent. And so it's just and their like propaganda is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like it's and, all bullshit. Cause if they, I mean, they, they rely on tricking you and they rely on taking the lowest common denominator. So I actually, uh, I, I am ashamed to say, uh, when I lived up in Alaska, I actually voted against being union. Mm. I think I'm pretty sure I voted against it. That I was could be bef- wrong. That was before. This is when I was a neoconservative. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so so I was working as a cable guy, and the IBEW mm-hmm. uh, offered to fucking unionize us, mm-hmm. which if you looked at the other contractors that weren't us that were unionized, literally they were all paid like five, six dollars more an hour. Yeah. Which was a, like, I mean, back in the early 2000s, that was a gr- crazy amount of money. Oh, yeah. Um, Like that, that'd be like a, a 10 to like $15 raise now. Oh yeah. When I was 20 years old, I, I was in the UPS union. Mm-hmm. And at first I was just like, you know, had that brainwashing, you know, I was like, Oh, union suck. And then I was like, no unions. Good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the union's incredible. Like, cause they were paying, they were paying me, I think like $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was like 20 years old. And then like I had sick days. Like it was like, they came in, I watched them come in and fight for a guy there. They they're going to fire. Like mm-hmm. they're all thing coming to fire. And then like, Union reps came in, <laughs> crossed their arms, and just like watched us the entire day, and watched our, watched uh, my uh, my supervisor, and he was just like, "So you guys good?" Huh? And then we got pe- <laughs> then we got pe- then we got pizza days for like two weeks. <laughs> it's just like, and then, and I, then I, I love I love the pizza backtrack. And then, yeah, and like, then, you can tell someone in management fucked up when an unexpected pizza day just happens. And, and the dude didn't lose his job. That that dude was so happy, and I'm so happy he didn't lose his job. Yeah. They were. They were they were really gunning for that dude, and you know he, you know he did fuck up on some on some um, yeah, I mean on that, some stuff, but like that's, that's, that's not, the thing is people fuck up. Some people, yeah, people fuck, fuck up, up a few times. As long as someone isn't like deliberately malicious or like mm-hmm. or so vacant that they are a danger to themselves and others, yeah, like who fucking cares, man? Yeah, Let, give people some grace. Yeah, it was seriously know? the most respectful working environment mm-hmm. I'd ever been in. Like I, yeah. I will say, because like yeah, mm-hmm. the only way you could get fired is being like you know, sexist, racist, mm-hmm. or being other things. So everyone yeah. was super Trip. chill. Yeah, like, I only ever wrote up two people in my course as a manager in, like, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, I guess if you count it all, like, yeah, there's a lot more years than that. But yeah. um, I only wrote up people twice, even though my supervisors, like, constantly asked me to and shit. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, the thing is, uh, especially, like, with Met Market, where I was kind of the longest as a manager, uh, I was the highest you could go in management uh, that was still unionized. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had a very unique position to where, like, my bosses were like, uh, you should write them up. I'm like, you know, that's a, might be a conflict of interest because 
if they want me to be their, you know, uh, union steward, then I can't like sit across from the table from myself, mm -hmm. you know, I can't like, and so like, um, and then I'm like, so, uh, either you need to write them up or they're not getting written up at all. Yeah. And like 99% of the time they didn't get written up because most of the time it's just a, a shitty boss trying to create a paper trail so they can fire someone they dislike. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the higher in management, the more you realize that the rules are only there to punish people they don't like. Yeah. Like so many people at that company broke egregious rules that would have gotten anyone they didn't like fired. Yeah. But I'm talking like bosses sleeping with their subordinate shit. Mm -hmm. But they were friends with the guy upstairs, the big management guy. And so mm -hmm. they got a fucking pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, like the, the two times, one of them, uh, a guy was just working and uh, uh, one of the security guards, who was actually a really nice guy, was just like walking around and uh, the worker just says to him, you know, you're a racist. <laughs> Not, and, and the guy's like, why? And he's like. You just are, man. <laughs> like, just are. He, like he didn't have a, the problem is he did not have a good defense of why this guy was racist. Which, yeah. Like I wouldn't have written up if he could like actually, you know, uh, textualize why this guy was racist. But, mm -hmm. but he was more like he had a vibe. <laughs> he had <laughs> so, a like, vibe. What? I can tell. Uh, and the other one, oddly enough, related to the exact same person. So this girl said, uh, that this guy who said the other guy was racist, uh, got her pregnant mm. and they had like never hung out or anything like yeah. that. She was just spreading a rumor that he got her pregnant. And I'm like, that's like malicious and honestly, like mentally unwell. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to like put this onto paper. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't not cause that's some crazy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Fucking, um, if a boss writes you up, 99% of the time, it means they just are trying to use the rules to get you out of there. So oh, if yeah. you ever get written up, I'd always recommend just finding a new job immediately. Yeah. It means you're not welcome. It fucking sucks, but that's what it is. Yeah, it, it does suck. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah, and that's yeah, and that's why, you know, yeah, unions, good stuff. Unions are great. We unions are great. Union. So. But, you know, but yeah, we need to be more, we need more powerful unions to, we do. to uh, and we, but, but to tell what, Brandon, go fucking suck a dick. Right. What the, what we need there is like, you know, leadership in the unions that is not corrupt first and foremost. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. And not, also worker solidarity, universal worker solidarity. Yes. Like mm -hmm. if you see a fucking strike going on somewhere, fucking join that strike. Respect the strike. Uh-huh. And join in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking don't. Yeah, don't patronize scabs ever. Nope. Never do it. Yeah. Never cross a picket line. Yep. If you if you cross a picket line, you are doing violence to workers. Mm -hmm. And so workers should be able to do a little bit of violence to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Especially, you know, like the one, you know, what we see, you know, that I think most well, that we know for a fact, you know, obviously like the railroad strike affects us all, but it's more of like an invisible thing that, you know, isn't like seen by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we see, you know, the Starbucks ones, you know, pretty, pretty. Uh, Love the in. Starbucks ones. Yeah. And, so. Yeah. See that, see that you going on at, Star at a Starbucks? Don't mm -hmm. go there. And, yeah. And really, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, the railroad, the railroads supply us with everything. Mm -hmm. Fucking, we should, we all should be like bowing down thinking these people. <laughs> yeah. They, they literally run our country. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they made Congress so scared that they passed bipartisan legislation. Yeah. <laughs> that means there's power there. They just it went... just needs to be wielded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, yeah, solidarity. That's the message there. Yeah. So moving on, uh, we got a wild story here from uh, this uh, from an article from Motherboard by Vice. Headline is, U.S. Army planned to pay streamers millions to reach Gen Z through Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's some, like, Ender game, Ender's Game shit. Absolutely. <laughs> totally Ender's Game shit. So, it's some Toys shit. Remember Toys? Yeah, Toys. Yeah, yeah. So, but also, it makes sense because Ender, the Ender's Game writer, Orson Scott Card, is a fucking reactionary piece uh, of he's, shit. Isn't he a Mormon reactionary piece yeah, of shit? Yeah, he, he fucking sucks. Yeah, so, uh, it says here, the U.S. Army allocated millions of dollars to sponsor a wide range of esports tournaments. By the way, this is what your fucking tax dollars are paying yeah. for. Yeah, it's great. Um, this is this is the money they're using that they cannot subsidize rail workers with or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it says <laughs> yeah. uh, they they needed to spend to brainwash children into wanting to kill people overseas for capital. Yep, that's and that's that's what's that's that's what's important. That's why you know it's yeah. like you know we need we need our overseas you know warriors to go secure capital. We need we need the uh, you know we need our like. Uh, you know, police here to maintain like the to keep keep capital all, hegemony, keep mm-hmm. capital hegemony, keep keep everyone in line from from acting out and you know and saying no. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, uh, they they allocated millions of dollars to sponsor a wide range of esports tournaments, uh, individual high profile Call of Duty streamers, and Twitch events in the last year to specifically grow its audience with Gen Z viewers, and especially women and Black and Hispanic people. Mm according to internal army documents obtained by vice in many cases, the sponsorships ultimately did not happen. The army ordered a stop of all spending with call of duty's publisher Activision after the company faced a wave of sexual harassment complaints. <laughs> so, so let's just make this clear. The only thing that stopped the army from trying to brainwash children, um, was me too complaints. It seems like a cop out. Like, I don't yeah. think, they, I don't think they would have stopped. I think, oh, I think like they're, they're probably just still doing it. Just like not open about right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a, but the documents provide much greater insight into the army's goals and intentions behind its planned uh, integrations with call of duty and other massive entertainment franchises. It says uh, audience uh, Gen Z prospects, uh, adult 18 to 24. One section of the documents reads focus on the growth of females, blacks and Hispanics. Um, and then it says, uh, do you know anything else? Oh, no. Um, so a table included in the documents lists the funds the Army planned to spend on various platforms, events, and streamers. At the top is Twitch and its HBCU, Historically Black Colleges and Universities, showdown. Uh, previous seasons of this eSport league had players compete in Madden and NBA games, so tying sports into it, too. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, sports, in a way, I think have always been very kind of tied to the military. I mean, I, I can't remember a time when, like, the Marines and the Army didn't Fucking yeah, like specifically, well, yeah, games. That, that really happened, like especially like you know the the standing for the flag shit happened after nine eleven. Oh yeah, and because like because like you know that really wasn't a thing. No, <laughs> and then like just tying it to patriotism, but it is like now it's just like the NFL and patriotism and go it, hand in hand. It's you know? it's so weird to me that nobody learned the fucking lesson that time that like jingoism like destroys our country from the inside. Yeah. Like, we learned that lesson in the early 2000s, and it's just fucking coming back. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah. 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 I think you're trying to be more subtle, especially, yeah, with, like, the video games. Because, you know, that's the thing with, like, the military is, like, they saw, you know, especially, you know, in, like, 
you know, shit like World War II and Vietnam, mm-hmm. like one thing that they saw, like some some soldiers just wouldn't fire mm-hmm. because it's like because it's like they're sending people and they have to shoot another human being, which most people are incapable of. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard. It's it was harder for them to like really like conceptualize that. And right. what they see with video games is like that lessens mm-hmm. that 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 um, well, that hesitancy well, to yeah. pull a trigger on another human being. I mean, it's the same thing with drones. It's yeah. like. When you put distance between yourself and your enemy, you are completely unable to humanize them, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what they want. Yep. Speaking of which, we're not even going to talk about it today, <laughs> but fucking San Francisco uh, yeah, the, board the... of directors just uh, voted to, I think, eight to four or something like that, voted to allow for uh, robots to execute people. No, no, it's fine, because that's only if the police officer is scared. That's true. That's so. I mean, that that doesn't happen at all, right? So, and, and that's that's the thing is, <laughs> is they use the same very vague language. It's like, oh, it's okay to do it in a uh, life threatening situation. Yeah. Which I mean, we've seen plenty of times where the police are like, "I was scared for my life," and, shooting and, a person in the back. Yeah, and then we like <laughs> see the fucking footage and we're like, "How?" Yeah. There's literally no way any reasonable person could be scared for their life. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like they execute unarmed people. That's their. I whole mean, f- <laughs> and we we're actually not going to talk about it today. Yeah. But the fucking guy, uh, I forget where he was, but he, there was a kid eating a hamburger in a car, and he I just saw that, yeah. opened up his door and shot him, mm-hmm. uh, fucking almost killed a kid. Uh, it's he, miraculous that kid survived. I know, right? Because he shot him like five times. It's nuts. Yeah. Like at point blank. Yeah. It, the kid's like, what the fuck? And he just <laughs> opens fire, and the kid like starts to drive away. It is like, it is a terrifying video because you're like... That could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like the kid was doing literally nothing wrong. He was eating a hamburger in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and the police officer like yelled something at him, and the guy's like, "What?" And then he opens his door and fires at him. Yeah, and so he's he's actually just been arraigned on attempted murder, which is like good. Bravo to that fucking DA. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, I think oh I think I, yeah, and that's you know that's the thing. It's it's wild. Like yeah, like they need like. Like body cameras are an absolute necessity. I mean, they're not they're not always guaranteed to like you know work against the police officer, mm-hmm. but it's like it goes to show like you know this shit has been, always been happening. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like a recent thing that cops do just mm-hmm. uh, just gunning down unarmed people. Yeah, and but it's just like it's it's shocking to see and then like how like you know like they have to like do this whole dance song and dance to finally convict them of fucking murder when they mm-hmm. just open fire on an unarmed person just minding their own business. And it's just like we need yeah. But yep. no accountability for these motherfuckers. Indeed. Um so the army uh According to the table, uh, intended to spend seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a mix of official Call of Duty League esports tournaments, streaming service Paramount Plus, and the Halo TV show, which <laughs> aired on Paramount Plus. Once, like, I didn't watch that bullshit. Yeah, which got like people, people, so many people don't realize. Mo- maybe yeah, most FPSs are just like really kind of like propaganda for the military in some yeah. way. You know, it teaches, it always teaches some kind of like American exceptionalism and, Mm -hmm. you know, the bad guys are never Americans. Yeah. Uh, It's pretty, pretty fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But uh, Army also planned to spend $200,000 on sponsoring the mobile version of Call of Duty, including a reward-based inventory. Um, uh, uh, $150,000 was to be spent on Stone Mountain 64, a popular streamer who often plays COD. And his audience of 2.32 million subscribers on YouTube. Jesus Christ! I know, right? Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I don't really play any video games. Like I occasionally do, but Me it's neither. just like it's. 
Like, uh, I play like one video game a year, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I don't. I, I'm. It, it's hard for me to keep my keep my interest. Like I like right. I, like I'll, I'll I'll sometimes revisit Stardew Valley. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the thing is, I I like those more atmospheric, relaxing games mm-hmm. because I mean, as someone who probably has ADHD, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, my mind is already like doing too much and mm-hmm. it's too engaged too often with everything around it, mm-hmm. and so like I don't know, like engaging with a video game is kind of stressful for me a lot yeah. of the time, especially if it's very immersive and there's like, and they do feel like a thief of time eventually. Like oh, it's they just, are. It, it's yeah. just like, you know, you spend all this thing and then you're just like, fuck, I didn't do what I wanted to do today. It, it, yeah, exactly. Which, you know, I'd, I'd rather do something more productive. Like I can make a bunch of cum and masturbate yeah. instead. Oh. Yeah. You fill, fill that, fill that Barclay glass up. Oh, hell yeah. The bar, <laughs> Barclay Mason jar. <laughs> Uh, jars of Barclay, mm-hmm. the, the, the Christian band, right? <laughs> that that is a reference no one should get. Yeah. Do you remember Jars of Clay? Yeah, I do. Okay, wow, that's surprising. But no, uh, they're one of those bands like Toe the Wet Sprocket, where I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can like imagine them as like an AI generated band at best. But like, I, I could not tell you one of their songs. Yeah, I, 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 when I think of every time I hear Toe the Wet Sprocket, I just think of this one like stoner. Uh, kid that I went to high school with who just always wore wet toad the wet sprocket shirt. <laughs> so, My I don't dad think I, used to listen to him a lot. I just yeah. I don't they're like one of the most unremarkable bands to me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I can't name a single song by them. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's fun. That's uh what your tax dollars are going for, which yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah, I mean really yeah. I mean as you see with like Marvel movies, Marvel movies are are funded by the US military. Mm-hmm. Oh they've, and, they've got fucking uh, military consults on set a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah and and you know and and of course like like the fact like like I think it was pretty obvious COD, you know, Call of Duty was always like a uh, was an op. Was it, was it? <laughs> like, I mean, it's called Call of Duty. Yeah. What do you think the duty is that that is calling them? Mm-hmm. It's to quote unquote serve, yeah. which is to basically compromise your life and put your life and well being on the line for some nebulous idea of a country and some jingoistic idea of like freedom. But mm-hmm. it's not really any of that. Those are just the ideas that they sell you, and it's really just capital. Yep, it's going and securing like yeah, like uh. All, all the all the um, resource rich countries and mm-hmm. you know yeah you know the or or, or, or uh, s- sending you overseas to go train people after we sell them or just give them in the case of Ukraine billions and billions of dollars of weapons yeah and it's like that's incredible yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah to like, fight a proxy war like I like that, and to sell and to sell weapons indiscriminately through yeah. through the black back channels oh yeah I mean you know fucking how are we gonna do trickle down economics if we don't enrich our fucking weapons manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it gets into the hands of the next, you know, right. force people we need to rally up and fight in some other country. <laughs> and it does. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense on like a fundamental capitalist level in a lot of ways too. Is like, yeah, we secure material resources, but at what cost? The cost of literally like decimating their labor source in that country by just killing all of the men of like you know fighting age. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, and, and and but also yeah, make them make them desperate. You know, no. and go back and rebuild, put our own people in, and mm-hmm. and then like you know, just have yeah. like our little like, you know, little satellite controlled areas that aren't actually states or don't have any rights, uh, but yeah, just like pro- more proxy city state. Yeah, more more just like yeah, slave cities that mm. you know under American control or or whoever you know we want to support that time. Well, speaking of slavery, uh, 
According to this article in The Insider, J.P. Morgan is about to spend $1 billion on hundreds of rental homes across the U.S. on the way to becoming a mega landlord. Awesome. Super duper. So, a new joint venture between one of America's largest banks and a growing build-to-rent operator is the latest sign that big investors are undeterred by the volatile real estate market. Uh, Haven Reality Capital and J.P. Morgan Chase's asset management arm said they will invest up to a billion dollars to develop uh, build-to-rent single-family homes across the country, according to a recent statement. Uh, the partnership comes at a time when demand for new housing continues to slide, according to the data from the U.S. Census Bureau, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. We, like, we like demand continuing to slide because that means <laughs> landlords make less money. Less money. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the National Association of Home Builders reports that builder confidence is, is at its lowest level since 2012 because of the rising interest rates and construction material costs, which, I mean, we have to be in a recession very soon, right? I mean, yeah. it's like stuff like this, like, I mean, so the real estate market is taking a huge shit and the real estate market is a great predictor of things to come mm -hmm. combined with the fact that the crypto market just took a huge mm -hmm. fucking shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one of my coworkers just um, his mom died, and he's trying to sell her house, and he's just like, "Oh, money!" You know, it's just like he's not going to get anything for it. So yeah. he's just like, "Yeah, he's just kind of he's decided just to hold, hold hold on to it." Yeah, yeah he's yeah, decided to hold on to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not if it's not worth shit right now. The property value is going to be low, so he's not going to have to pay much tax on it. Yeah, just sit on it because the thing is, the nice thing about investing in real estate is it never loses its value. Mm -hmm. The the not nice thing is you're literally hoarding the only material resource that is completely essential and can't be replicated in any way. Yep. Like, which is why, That's why I don't understand what, what they, what they expect out of people. Like there's only, you know, basically squeezing blood from a stone right now. It's they like, are because I mean, they've, it's, and it's a thing that going back to, I mean, the concept of freedom tied to capitalism. Yeah. Like freedom doesn't exist in a capitalist society. Nope. Unless you own your own land mm -hmm. and your own means of production. Yep. Because really this country was founded on just like, you know, white property owning slave owners having all yeah. the, all, having, well, having freedom. Well, that, well, that, that <laughs> and itself, still is. but then actually, you know, uh, uh, past that, you know, once the country started to grow, like in the North, a lot of yeoman farmers and then also mm -hmm. like industry came there once we began to industrialize. So this country was built on a lot of things. But what it, what it was not built on is anything like this. It wasn't built no. on any fucking crazy English-based derivative markets or anything like yeah. that. And it, like we've we've created too many fake things and placed value on them. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with crypto: is we ran out of things with actual value that were physical. Yeah. That you could have because it's a finite resource. There's only yeah. so much fucking land, mm -hmm. and you know, once fucking you know, uh, uh, fucking Ted Turner and Bill Gates buy up like a third of the land in the goddamn country. There's nowhere left to buy because yeah. they're not going to sell. They don't need the money. I so kinda, there's nowhere left to develop. I am. I was a feeling. Yeah. Crypto was like a, uh, a, a red herring for everyone to folk for everyone to buy into while. Yeah. Like, you know, Bill Gates, you know, and they buy up all the actual, actual material goods in this country the, the actual <laughs> land the developable land because yeah. that's the thing it's like the water table all yeah. that shit yeah people are like oh we're we're overpopulated like you can only possibly think that if you're like rural and been to a city once or something or if you like live in a very dense city because we are not overpopulated there no. america is the most empty country 
Yep. There's vast tracts of land. I mm-hmm. mean, Canada's might Pe- probably. Yeah, people think that because of the ho- because of homeless. Because that's that's one problem everyone freaks out about is is homeless people, mm-hmm. especially people in rural places. They're like, oh, this this place is dangerous because of homeless people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and so to to people like you know the fact that there's so many people on the street. Those like, oh, we're so un- overpopulated. We don't have mm-hmm. homes for these people. Not true. <laughs> we have at any one time what twelve to eighteen homes in America per, for, for each one homeless person. Yes, I mean depending on if you count like things in code or things not in code. Yep, which is fascinating to me. It's yeah. like the 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 material resources are all there. They're just being hoarded and not utilized. Yep. Yeah, like food food's wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, goods are wasted as we show. You know, like because like that's the thing. Like they want to make. You know, as you said, you're, you're saying like you know they want to like scaremonger that all these that all these thefts are happening, but mm-hmm. that's that that's acceptable acceptable loss for them. So they don't care like that. They're making more, they're making money hand over fist. Right. Interesting idea here. Um, you know, maybe we should do something like as a country, some kind of if you don't use it, you lose it legislation. <laughs> yeah. Like, because there's so many people just sitting on shit because they can. Yeah. And it, you know, pushes everybody else out of the market because they can't. And these people with all this land, like have no reason to sell it Yep. because they don't need money. And, and they, and they make it seem like solving these issues are incredibly complicated. They aren't. No. <laughs> like it, it just means that some motherfucker at the top is not going to, get the full value for his for his for what he bought at a, at a right. low price that he's like denying other people right like who fucking cares mm-hmm. like we're we're we're, we're like inconveniencing billionaires in this country is completely off the off the table yeah and so Which is, it's ridiculous to me <laughs> that that's the case because yeah. there's maybe only a couple hundred or thousand billion or maybe a couple hundred billionaires in this country yeah and literally everything is done to please them specifically. Yeah, yeah, we can't we can't risk them losing losing lo- losing their shirt on something, you know. And, you know because we, they're they're too big to lose. And I'm big, like, yeah. how how do we know until we try? Yeah. Like we've never let any of these companies really fail. And when they have in the past, guess what? And that's the, and that's the market a, and is taken and that's care a, of, it. and that's supposedly the concept of the free market. Where exactly, people, and, it's like the, the market will adjust, but we're like, no, 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 the market can't adjust, yeah. which is like. Which is why, like, regulators need to hold companies to task. But unfortunately, the way we have restructured regulating is now regulators serve capital and industry. Yep. Like, they're there to make things as smooth for them as possible because, God forbid, we fucking put a wrench in the machine and, you know, make some somebody pro- pro- provide Provide the basic material conditions for people to be comfortable and 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 survive which is like which is they won't do yeah no, no, <laughs> like giving people homes and giving them food is against is it won't won't make them money which no. which is so like and so we have to they have to fight that tooth and nail we have like and we're it's it's more profitable for them for for just to be just to constantly make more homeless people and force people more to the street and deny them any sort of humanity mm-hmm. and that's and, and that's what and then, you know we've got to obey the machine instead <laughs> yeah it it makes no sense to me in a country where basically every business overproduces to a gr- degree of ten to twenty percent yeah right every industry yep in in that situation. We only have what, like 0.5% of our uh, population at, at basically its height mm-hmm. has been homeless. Yeah. Like the math doesn't work out. There's 20 times as much excess as we have like people who have not. Mm-hmm. And so we're just some, it's just getting wasted somewhere. 
Yeah. It's getting wasted everywhere because mm-hmm. that's the name of capital is unlimited growth. So you always make surplus Yeah, because you can't grow if you don't, if you only make just enough. Yeah. Yeah. We need, a, we, we need a planned economy where we're like, okay, we need when like, that sounds communist. <laughs> yeah, to you. Yes. And that's the thing people don't realize, like you can do a capitalist planned economy. Yeah. It's fine. Like Northern Europe does it pretty fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. We we just are not interested. No, because yeah, that's we, communist. That's what fucking China does. Yeah, yeah. Need to need to uh, need to make you know homeless people need to exploit the third world. Yeah, yeah. We we <laughs> we need to make it illegal to be homeless and have robots you know be legalized and to kill people. Yeah. Um. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. Not railroad workers. Um. You know. Not not the third world. Nothing. <laughs> It's yep. all for capital. Yeah, we're just gonna keep keep eating until there's nothing left. So yep. it's like we're they're gonna keep eating. And that's the thing. They already have like what their backup plans for when things go to shit. You know, that's why yeah. they need to that's why they're fucking like, you know, you know, uh securing what or little fake bunkers that are you know, little bunkers that are, that they're gonna escape to and mm-hmm. yeah, and and have like complete control over all of all land. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's definitely bell riots shit happening in real time. They certainly can't come soon enough, and I can't come soon enough either, (laughs) so I think we're going to end it here so I can jerk off. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, you motherfuckers. All right. Labor strong, solidarity forever. Yeehaw.